0: Today I am going to read a blog post. Uh, I got done with a lot of my work for the day, felt kind of bored, and just wanted to um, read an article out loud for no reason. (laughs) No one asked me to do this. Just, I want to do it. So the article is about Justin Jackson, one of my online friends, uh, Sends. I have no idea when I found out about Justin, but I know where I found him from. I found him from an article he wrote, Um, this is the website, I think that's the title, where he talks about, well, you gotta read it. So today's article is written by Justin, like I said, and the title of it goes like this. What does product market fit feel like? When bootstrappers are about to build something new, we ask this question, will someone pay for this? And it's a good place to start, but it doesn't go deep enough. We're not looking for someone or even some people. In most cases, we're looking for hundreds or thousands of customers. Getting five customers immediately after launch is a good sign. But if you you can't grow beyond that, you won't be able to build a sustainable business. Likewise, we want people to be willing to pay now. We're not looking for someone to pay eventually. For SaaS to work, it needs a group of people who are highly motivated to start a subscription now and then keep paying every month. Netflix doesn't want you to become a customer next year. They want you as a customer now. And finally, we want to attract customers without expending too much effort. It can't take too much time, money, and energy to convince someone to pay. Hey, Justin, you're making me feel bad, man. I waste so much time trying to get customers. What are you talking about? Fishing for business, in the myth of the niche market, I used fishing as a metaphor for choosing the right market. I quoted professional angler, Tony Bishop, who said, 80% of fish are caught by 20% of fishermen. How do they do this? They fish where the fish are most often. Tony's advice can be broken down into these parts. Decide which fish you want to catch. Two, figure out where those fish hang out. For inshore species, look for reefs, foul ground, weed beds with good tidal or current flows. And three, give the fish something they want. His emphasis is on the second part. Fish where the fish are most often. He spends most of this essay describing steps for determining where to find groups of fish. Find the optimum environment for the target species, and you will find the largest number of fish and the biggest fish. Um, Justin had a uh, podcast, Justin and John, Build Your Sass. I think it was an uh, episode from last week. I'll try to find it real quick. Um, So I'll go to SaaS. I uh, just want to get the episode for you so you can listen it. It um, let me see episodes. So he has a new episode today or two days ago. I didn't listen to that yet. Um, doo, 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 you can't put me in about it. I honestly can't really, I don't know which podcast it was on, but Justin was saying something along those lines of um, not just where the fish are, but having the right bait which I agree a lot, so having the right product. Because you can not you can go to a place where there's a lot of fish, but if your fish don't like your bait, or as John was saying, if they're not feeding, then you're out of luck. So you should consider those as well. All right, so I'll continue with the article. Case study, Adam Weapon. I remember being surprised when I heard my friend Adam Baden's launch story. I had 14 sales on the night before I officially launched. Wow, yeah. 14 sales on the night before I officially launched. All right, way to go Adam. Talk about anticipation. His audience was so eager for his product that they figured out how to buy it before he'd even launched it. So how did he do that? A framework for fishing for customers. First, figure out which fish you want to catch. The golden trout isn't easy to catch. This small fish lives 10,000 feet above sea level in California's Sierra Nevada mountains. The golden trout isn't easy to catch. The small fish lives 10,000 feet above sea level in California's Sierra Nevada mountains. Just to get to these alpine lakes, you'll need to backpack or horseback in. And golden trout are elusive. Many anglers make the five mile hike only to disappoint by not catching any. Don't choose elusive customers like this. I've written about this in the past, but generally you want customers who are easy to find, plentiful in number, willing to pay now, highly motivated. For his first product, Adam Wathen targeted PHP developers. He knew there were millions of them, and he'd seen how motivated they were to learn new skills. He was also a passionate member of that group. I never set out to build an audience. I've just always enjoyed participating in the community and sharing what I know. Next, hang out where there are lots of fish. There's a viral video that shows a boat motoring down a river. Suddenly, hundreds of fish start jumping into their boat. To me, this is a product market fit. To me, this is how product market fit feels like. Without you having to try too hard, customers should be showing up to buy your product. Initially, you want to see some unprompted momentum. This step is crucial because it will determine relatively quickly whether your market is viable. Adam seemed surprised when I asked him if it was hard for him to connect with PHP pro- programmers. For me, Twitter was where all the programming discussions were happening. I started sharing quick practical tips and I'd get 100 retweets. Yeah, that's a good that's a way to, good way to go about it. Uh, many of the problems entrepreneurs face are related to targeting a niche where there aren't a lot of fish or the fish aren't biting. Finally, give them what they want. Choosing a sizable market that's easy to reach is a big part of the battle, but you're still going to need to build something they want. Entrepreneurs overthink this. They believe they need to be overly original. Remember, if you show up in a spot with lots of fish and they're hungry, They'll gladly eat your worms. Market time and product. You need all three. Jordan Gal. That's a quote. For Adam, he showed up in a massive market of PHP programmers who had money to spend on training and were eager to learn about his top his topic, refactoring to collections. Most recently, he and Steve Sugar released a new book for the programming market called Refactoring UI. It received a tremendous response and sold thousands of copies. Yeah, I remember this. This was like within a day or so yeah that was crazy adam's experience proves that if a market is hungry for a solution you don't have to work too hard to sell them on the benefits they'll gladly buy what you tell what you have to sell um i have to stop real quick and talk about something that i uh, was speaking to a group of friends in mega maker slack i think all these are true mark market timing and products so you know going where the fish are giving them the right bait, etc. However, I think I think, and I really I really believe this is pretty close to true, is that who is fishing, right? So you can have the market, you can have the timing, you can have the product, but if you're not right, not the right person for that job, then you might not catch a lot of fish. What am I saying? Let's say I did Adam Wadden's refactoring UI. And I did it exactly like they did it. Not copy it, but I did it before they did it. I did that same product, so they never did it actually. I did it. And then I put it out there. Do you think I would sell as much as they did? Yeah, just think about that. You know, it's always the person too. Um, I'm not trying to... Um, discourage you or myself, but somehow it matters who is doing the selling as well. So the product is you as well. I don't think Basecamp would have had the same success they had if it wasn't them, if it was someone else. So the product was them as well, like Transistor is Justin and John. And how refactoring UI is Adam Wathan. so the product and the person is the product it's the company is everything so yeah, think about that I want to hear actually your thoughts if, if you know if you agree in any level with that thought all right back to the article are they jumping are they, 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 they. Are they jumping in your boat when you ask people to buy what momentum do you observe and this post Derek I never know Derek's uh, last name, R- Ramir? Ramir, 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 I'm sorry, Derek. In this post, Derek describes the response he got to Level, a product he'd been building for a year. The response did not live up to my expectations. Only a subset of people booked an onboarding session. There was a lot of poking around, but virtually zero evidence of anyone piloting it with their team. Derek did the right thing. He looked for evidence of momentum. Specifically, he asked, what have you done in the past to solve this problem? When folks responded, well, nothing, he realized that there was a mismatch between their perceived interest and the action they were taking. In most cases, people's past behavior is a good indication of what they'll do in the future. If you pull up to a fishing spot teeming with fish and you've got the right bait, they should practically be jumping in your boat. But if the fish aren't biting, it's likely you're in a lousy market or have the wrong product or both. Need help with your next steps? figure out who you want to serve this interview is good too so these are links actually um i'll put the entire article so you can see what i read meet them where they are give them what they want cheers justin jackson all right i hope you like that um talk soon